If you wonder about the birds and the bees, just tune in to some Frank and Beans. Welcome to Frank and Beans, everybody. Frank and Beans, the sex and relationship podcast. Where I am Beth. And I am drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Brian. (laughs) I mean, we're also fired up on politics oh my gosh <laughs> supposed to record at noon it's one thirty-nine, and uh, yeah oh just getting all fired up and angry full of I mean, fucking also, yeah piss and whiskey right well in lake water <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, if you don't know what we're talking about the fuck yeah news story of the week is not, in fact, that uh, at a Trump boat rally, a whole shitload of them just sank. Because that just happened 24 hours ago, and I have not been able to stop laughing about it since I found out. I mean, it's just... Yeah, this yeah. morning I texted you, I was like, what time do you want to record? And you're like, I don't know, I'm too busy laughing about boats. I'm like, <laughs> right, I was like, boats? I just woke up, well, an hour ago, but I've been laughing at the boat thing for an hour. And then, boat? And like, boat what thing? Out. Oh, yep, there it is. I was like, I'm sorry, you you have not heard about the greatest metaphor to ever happen to this planet? I mean... Oh, boy. But anyway, here we are. We made anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. We Episode made it. Episode 101. 101. Yeah. So, yeah, by the way, it's a sex and relationship podcast, not a political podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, talk, we about, gotta... talk about sex and relationships and dating and all the, the shit that happens in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Penises and vaginas. Yeah. All of it. Butt stuff. All of it. Anyway, we have been talking about it for 100 episodes, because last week was our 100th episode spectacular. And that was a fun one. Yeah. Brian almost got fired, because when he played, does this guy even work here for <laughs> Gibbons Trivia? Questions about myself. I could not answer them. <laughs> right. Ugh. But he made it up with the round robin final answer. So, yeah. Definitely check that out. It will give you, if you're new to the show, it will give you a good uh, history and recap of the first 100 episodes. Yeah. And basically what the 100th episode was, was uh, listener emails. And if you would like to email us with your questions, comments, queries, concerns, um, dating stories, help me's, whatever you got, um, email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. That's always a good one. Um, if you like that episode, if you like this episode, when you finish it, uh, go ahead and leave us a good review. Um, turns out we have like all five-star reviews, so we must be doing something right. Yeah, but we could use more. It definitely helps the show out a lot. Yeah, it raises us in the charts and, and helps other people to see the show that wouldn't have uh, found it. Yep. Outside of like Beth and Mine's ex Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for a while there, right. like solidly, our listeners were just people that we were trying to date. and <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. Or had dated or, or had otherwise. Dated, yeah. Anything like that. And we just recommended them to the show. So, yeah, go ahead and leave us a good review on iTunes and Stitcher. I don't think um, Spotify has. I don't think so. Yeah. No, no I don't think they do. Um, so. Yeah, but yeah. consider it consider it an investment in your dating future, because Absolutely. the more people that hear the show, the more better daters that will be out there for you. I would agree. Um, okay. Also on Facebook, 
You can find us on Facebook and leave us a good review there. Uh, if you feel like emailing us or leaving us a good review is not enough for the prime information that we give you, um, you can always give us your money at Patreon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for as little as $3, you could... Boom. Have a beer. a beer crack in your honor. Yeah. And we've said it before, you know, if you want us to... This beer crack goes to www.iknowaguyprintingandapparel.com. Thank you, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, if you want us to say your business name or anything like that, say happy birthday to somebody, three bucks. You got Hello. Th- you got three dollars. That is the cheapest advertising you will ever find. And Brian, I don't know if you noticed, but we surpassed 80,000 listeners this I week. did see that. So... That $3 is going to reach 80,000 listeners. The cheapest advertisement out there. For sure. Anyway, you can find that at um, www.patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Frank and Beans, all spelled out. Yeah. And you can even get a custom Brian Pruitt original t-shirt. Oh, yeah. We do have merch on there. We need to push the merch a little bit more. But, yeah, pins, stickers, um... Pins, stickers, t-shirts. He can screen print just about anything you want. That's true. Email him. Ask him if you can do something specific. Yeah. Do that. Like uh, Memphis Band Heels, who are two of the best, coolest dudes of all time. Mm -hmm. They have fucking aprons as their merch. I'll do an apron. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, literally, Josh is like, these things fly off the shelves. I don't know. Like, people <laughs> love the aprons. <laughs> I have an image, and I, I I need to work on my graphic design stuff, but I have an image that is perfect for heels, and until I can perfect my um, graphic design skills, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. But I have an image that is so perfect. Oh, my God. And I just want to put heels in the middle of it and, like, mm. Hell yeah. Proposition them to like, I will make these t-shirts for you. I mean, also, uh, Heels is a great band, so you should just be listening to them in general. Yeah, if you haven't Um, yet. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Right. And like wearing their merch is like a cultural phenomenon in the comic world. Like if you don't wear a Heels shirt on stage, you're not even a comic. Oh, (laughs) interesting. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, enough about Heels. It's time (laughs) for our... Fuck yeah, news story of the week. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, news story of the week. Fuck yeah, news story of the week. We've got drivers, triples, fuck yeah, master, betting in an Ikea. So, this week, we have news coming from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And more than three dozen children are now safe after being rescued during a sex trafficking bus involving state and federal agents, USA, USA, USA. <laughs> Proud to be an American for that is the amazing. first time in a little while. <laughs> yeah, is... also, how is this not top news? Because everything else is on fire. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like, I, I remember having this conversation maybe two months ago to where, like, you never hear about sex traffickers getting caught. Why? Mm-hmm. So, well, my sister as a counselor has a very interesting theory on that, which I 
we'll save for another day. Maybe okay. we'll maybe we'll do a sex trafficking episode after mm-hmm. this one. But um, it is frightening. Yeah. Okay. How well they blend into regular life. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a really interesting story, actually. So, but we'll save it for another one. For now, Channel 2's Gwinnett County Bureau Chief Tony Thomas learned that the bust dubbed Operation Not Forgotten spanned 20 counties around Metro Atlanta. For two weeks, U.S. Marshals, fugitive hunters, and other agencies scoured North and Middle Georgia looking for missing and exploited children. In all, 26 endangered children were recovered and another 13 missing children were found. I like I got choked up thinking about that. That's insane. Yeah, U.S. Marshals Service Director Donald Washington said that authorities fear the children were all already or potential victims of sex trafficking. These missing children were considered to be some of the most at-risk and challenging recovery cases in the area. Based on indications of high-risk factors such as victimization of child sex trafficking, child exploitation, child abuse, physical abuse, and medical or other mental health conditions. Authorities said other children were located at the request of law enforcement to ensure their well-being. So I'm guessing that must be like maybe the actual children of the traffickers. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the operation spanned across 20 Georgia counties. Sources said they were found in Gwinnett, Fulton, Clayton, and Forsyth counties. Among other places, nine suspects were arrested. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's... Oof. I mean, it's always a, a hard topic talking about kids, especially when they're, you know, being exploited in sex trafficking. But, right. like, holy shit, we need some good news like this, especially with cops. We were just... 100%. I, I mean, our hour and 40-minute rant was half about cops. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe so, if we were spending a little more time on this, mm-hmm. and less chasing black guys on bicycles, you know, we wouldn't have some of the problems we got going. Yeah, on. for sure. Holy fuck! I mean, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, gosh, this is like, it's haunting, you know. It is. Yeah. And I don't know how, like, we as children survive Chicago. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Basically, I was left unattended at all times. And, uh, yeah, you know, even when my mom was home, she would literally just, like, on weekends and stuff, like, go outside and play and don't come back until, you know, mm-hmm. dinner time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean. No, and that was real. And I yeah. remember, like, the little quadrant that my mom was like, you have to stay within these streets. But. Did we fucking listen? No. Hell no. No, Hell fuck no. Because no. all the cool stuff was outside of that. Seven Eleven was just two blocks that outside of it. You know, like. Oh yeah. I want a fucking uh, Slurpee. It's crazy too because like, I was watching this documentary last night. Um, it's not always, you know, people like just kidnapping children. That's very like, true. There was this documentary I was watching last night, and this girl was. I forget how old she was, maybe like 12. Fuck. And this guy that fucking, he didn't even abduct her. He like convinced her that they were in love Mm -hmm. and that he should just come live with her. So she just left, went and moved in with him. He, you know, obviously at the time she was thinking it was because they were in love. Right. But like, you know, he brutally raped her for 10 years. Yeah. 
you know, and back then, like, if you're 12, you can't, there's no consent involved, you know? Right, no. You have to be old enough to have consent. You yes. want to know where she met this guy? Where? He was the janitor at her junior high. Fuck. So, these predators can find kids anywhere. Well, and even, like, mom's boyfriend. I've heard plenty of stories to where it's, like, mom's boyfriend moves in and yep. sells the daughter off for... No, come on. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of them are hiding in plain sight. Like yeah. they just act like you would think you'd see them on the street or at the grocery store. You would think that was just a normal ass family. Mm -hmm. But yeah. they like the uh, what do you call it? Like Stockholm syndrome, right? You know that they go through at some point, and they they put fear into them. Well, and the know? thing is, like at twelve years old, do you really know that this is wrong? You might have right. an idea. I mean, that girl didn't. She thought they were legitimately, like, in love. And yeah. then, like, she actually had a hard time leaving them, mm. him, when, you know, finally somebody figured it out. God but damn. as an adult, she literally said, she's like, I was just easy to trick. Well, you were you know? 12. You were 12. And, but that's just it, is kids are dumb and easy to trick, you know? Yeah. You don't know well, how life is supposed puppy. to be. Right. 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 It's the whole, like, stranger with candy. Like, mm, these right. are the or things... Yeah. Ugh. They, th they also threaten them, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember Elizabeth Smart was like, the reason that people would see me, like, at the grocery store with them and just assume it was, like, a normalized family is because he would make me go out in public with him and tell me that if I made any, you know, funny moves or tried to, like, indicate to anyone that you were in trouble, mm -hmm. I'll murder your whole family. Fuck. Well, when you're a 12-year-old kid, you probably think, oh, my God, I don't want my family to die. Right. Ugh. You don't know that that's highly unlikely, especially if you're doing this in public. You know what right. I mean? Like, they will arrest him immediately and put him away. The you're reason 12, you don't know that. Right. The reason why they're telling you not to tell anyone else is because that will stop everything. Ugh. Exactly. That's why they prey on weak children. You know what I mean? Right. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So, I mean... This is finally some good news. It's happy. It makes me happy to see that there are still good people out there that are focusing their energy on the things that we really need to Absolutely. resolve. Absolutely. I have a theory, conspiracy theory, that like we're going to catch the little ones in order to protect the big ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You look at Epstein and what was uh, Justine, what was her name? Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell. Maxwell. Let's catch these little ones. Let's make it look like progress while the big ones are still able to operate. It was the same thing with the fucking war on drugs. Oh, don't get me started on that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. shall we get to our topic of the Hell day? Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was written and researched just for me. Um, I feel like I almost put colon the Brian Hewitt story. <laughs> And just called it your autobiography. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I still haven't ruled it out yet. Okay. We still haven't <laughs> named the episode yet. Uh, well, it should be self-sabotage. And that's what we're talking about today. And that's what I am an expert, an expert of yeah. doing. So. Ryan is a reformed self-saboteur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll call it that. Yeah. I like it. So, self-sabotage. What is it? So you meet someone new and are happily dating for a little while. 
The connection is great. There's chemistry and the sex is fun. Always important. Oh, yeah. But you start spending more and more time together and begin considering becoming a couple. Sounds great. That's what we're all doing, right? Right. Dating. Cool. Dating. This is dating. But then uh, you stop replying to the text right away. You cancel dates. You avoid talking about things or about taking things to the next level. Uh, your partner expresses frustration, disappointment, or even anger about your behavior. Not long after, the partner breaks up the relationship. Does this sound like something that happens to you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. This sounds like right. something that I do on purpose. I was say, it sounds like something that happens to you. <laughs> right. Maybe this... me a little bit, but... Uh... Yeah. I've been on both ends of this, I'll say. Sure. So, um, if so, you might be self-sabotaging your relationships. Mm. Mm. But, I mean, that's silly. Why wouldn't you want your relationship to work, Brian, right? Mm, right. That's why you've invested all this time and effort and, let's just say, thousands of dollars at this point. I mean. Right. Yeah, fair. <laughs> for you, that is, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but why do we do this? The specific reasons why someone may self-sabotage relationships are context-specific, right? Mm -hmm. Every person has had a different past, different parenting, different childhood, teenage years, and first serious relationships all have an effect on how we act right now. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So one of the main reasons why people sabotage their relationships is the fear of intimacy. Aha. Uh -huh. Ah. People are afraid of intimacy, and when they fear emotional or physical closeness with another person. Okay. It's like how I don't like to be hugged, right? Fair, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, I mean, my friends can hug me, but strangers, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, weird. No. <laughs> Corona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone wants, to, wants and needs intimacy. Mm -hmm. But in people with certain... But in people with certain experiences, intimacy may be linked to negative rather than positive experiences, ah. leading to a push and pull type behavior that leads to a relationship breakup or avoid avoidance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, like, for instance, childhood trauma, you mm -hmm. know, uh, that could be a negative experience. Like you were just saying, it's linked to... Um, Negative things. Well, like we were this. just talking, if, if you were right. if you were sex trafficked as a child, do you think that you might want to push away from the intimacy from here on out? Exactly, not to say that yeah. that's, but not to say that's the only reason, but it's probably right, going to be, I, a, yeah. be a thing. Yeah, you've linked sex to like this negative thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's how you started off your idea of sex, which mm -hmm. probably will damage you for the rest of your days. But absolutely. Um, but, you know, fear of intimacy typically comes from difficult or abusive parental relationships and childhood trauma. That could be physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the deep embedded belief in people who fear intimacy is people who I am close to cannot be trusted. Mm. They believe people who love them will inevitably hurt them. Mm-hmm. And because they did not have the ability to control those relationships as a child, they exert this power now that they have it as an adult. And that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I mean, there's a saying, 
yeah, the people who I'm close to cannot be trusted, but like those closest to you hurt you the most. Right. I mean, they've shown it like right. that. That's that's what they learned happens mm-hmm. to them. Well, yeah. If if you um, I don't know if you have some random Facebook friend who blocks you, does that hurt you? Probably not. But if you have no. a close friend that does that, not cool. Doesn't well, feel I mean, good. I I'm, mean, late, lately, <laughs> I think I think people unfriending me might be my new kink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure I can get off anything else anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Not to so, make light of the subject, but you know. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, another reason why somebody might self-sabotage is fear of abandonment. And I think uh-huh. maybe to un... Unpeel another onion onion layer of mine. Is this is probably where mine comes from? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, these people worry that people they love will leave them when they are at their most vulnerable, and that for sucks. Sure. And yeah. that sucks. Super sucks. But you know, again, this is. I, I would say this is probably definitely most related to like childhood, um, not abuse, but neglect. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. like if if your dad wasn't there for you. Yeah, if you grew or up in a broken home, for you. Yeah. yeah, this is probably a good reason why yeah. you self-sabotage. these could be the stage five clingers. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then conversely, you know, your fear of abandonment, so you're afraid they're going to leave you. You could also have fear of engulfment, Ooh. and that is, see, I was going to say, you, yeah. you're kind of both of these. <laughs> you're kind of both of these. Yeah. Fear of engulfment is when people are worried that they will lose their identity or ability to make decisions for themselves. Yes. It's so weird that I, because that seems like the opposite ends of the spectrum. It and literally weird. is, but they're both you. They're both me. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Like there's some, there's some childhood trauma, but then adult Brian's like, no, I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> and I don't want anyone to tell me to do otherwise. Yeah. Hmm. Although I don't like to make decisions, so <laughs> true. <laughs> Enter true. the you, Brian Enigma. Yeah, hmm. you still like the freedom of the idea of making your own decisions, but not in practice. <laughs> <laughs> right, just in theory. Right, just in theory. All right. I want someone else to do it for me, but I still want the right to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me what to do, but if you suggest what to do. I might listen. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> signs, and how do I know if I'm doing this? Your name is Brian Pruitt, number one. <laughs> number one. Your name is Brian Pruitt. No, number one, you look for an exit. This is important, I feel like. Mm-hmm. This is a little a little too, like, uh, a little too personal. Uh, you mean the fact that you would nitpick people to death where you would be like, I don't like her voice or I don't like to- her laugh. <laughs> and like, and, yeah. And like totally fine suitors. Su- mm-hmm. suitors. I, I feel like suitors is non-gender, right? Right. Um, uh, yeah. yeah sure. Totally wonderful people. And just, you know, with my fear of abandonment or engulfment, look for that exit. And I've done that plenty of times to where it's like, here's something that has been apparent the whole entire time, but now I choose to decide to have a problem with it. 
Right. It becomes the one thing that sends you over the edge. Now, right. it doesn't help. It doesn't help that, obviously, in today's Internet age, like, if, if the Internet didn't exist and online dating and stuff didn't exist, would mm-hmm. there still probably a degree of this? Mm-hmm. Yes. But because of the way that, like, online dating has made it, you know, uh, thousands of other people are just a swipe away. Yeah. It made it very easy for you to reinforce this because you didn't have to work hard to just to keep somebody of quality. There's millions of other people waiting for you. Makes sense. So yeah. it just amplifies this, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. looking for an exit, you avoid anything that leads to bigger commitment, uh, meeting parents, moving in together, etc. Because commitment reduces your ability to leave the relationship without financial or emotional consequence. You tend to avoid it. Makes mm-hmm. total sense. Yeah. 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 Those, For sure. There's like those milestones in dating, and we should probably do an episode on that. But um, yeah, meeting parents and moving in together, um, saying I love you. These are all like these little milestones that add up. Right. The, oh, I will never say I love you first, ever. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, um, that, that that seems topical right now. We say yeah. I like you, or I like you. <laughs> and more than once in my life, someone's been like, I love you. And I'm like, thanks. I know. <laughs> Give them the old Han Solo. I know. <laughs> right. I'm like, great, now I have to break up with you. <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah, looking for an exit. I mean, I, I've done that several times. Ugh. Yeah, your foot's always halfway out the door. So. Yeah. Um, which is unfair because that person doesn't really get a fair shot, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next one is gaslighting. Mm-hmm. So gas, this could be an entire episode in itself, but. Um, it almost gas- was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse whose aim is to deny the other person's reality or experiences. Mm-hmm. For example, if your partner says, I'm really upset that you canceled our date, you respond with something like, you're not really upset. It's your fault I canceled, and you're just trying to blame me for it. Whoa. It's, yeah. It's okay. a sign that you don't really believe your partner's feelings are valid or real, even though they are. Holy yeah. shit, have I experienced this. We touched on it in the um, narcissist, uh, narcissist episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. This is totally what they do. I have been a victim of this. And, like, I'm a smart person, and it is very difficult to get one over on me. Mm-hmm. But they do this in such a clever way, it almost, like, makes you second-guess your own memories of how things happened. Oof. And they're good at it, you know they, what I mean? Yeah, yeah Like, you're like, am I crazy? Like, is this not how it went down, you know? like Right. It's crazy. No, so. and that's that's huge. Like, you're not really upset. It's your fault I canceled, and you're right. just trying to blame it on me. I mm. wouldn't have cheated on you if you hadn't come home and worked. From work late all the time, or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, or if, if if you would have given me the attention that I need, or I feel like I deserve, I wouldn't have cheated on you. Right, yeah. It's your go. fault. Mm-hmm. Is it taking responsibility? Right. Oof. Yeah. So another sign would be um, serial dating, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> the Brian Pruitt story. Story, yes. The early years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so your friends often ask you why you break up with a potential partner so often or lament. Right. right. Uh, lament. <laughs> hmm. 
or lament the fact that you never seem to settle down with anyone. <laughs> it's like reading your own diary, isn't it? <laughs> right. Right. Um, you break up with partners on the slightest of issues. Ding, Someone's ding. voice. Yep. Hmm. Only to start dating another person right away and repeat the cycle. God. <laughs> Get out of my head. <laughs> I didn't even make that one up. That's oh. <laughs> right from the source. Get out of my head. <laughs> right. This person um, may be following you around. So You that. don't want to be seen as a player. No, I don't. But you can't seem to find someone who you can commit to. <sighs> so real. Mm. So real. A little too real. A little too real. But that I've makes sense because... I've been guilty of this too, though, you know? Yeah. And I've I've never wanted to be seen as a player, and I don't think that I am a player. No, not at all. You know, with you, and we joke about this, you know, with you, yes, you did do this a lot. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, you know, you've always kind of wanted a relationship, but your standards are high for yourself. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to just settle for someone just because they're, like, good on paper. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know when you found someone that's, like, the right person for you to settle down with. And sometimes someone might be, like, check all the boxes on the list, but you just still don't feel that feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. So, like, I, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, there can be chemistry. Um, I get along with anybody, you know? Yeah. I, I have that personality where I just kind of... Uh, I, I just kind of uh, meld with people, you know? Yeah, I mean, you serial dated more in hopes of eventually finding someone than you did to avoid commitment. Fair. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's true. It's true, you know. So, yeah. Maybe your standards are just high. Maybe you're avoiding commitment. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Not you, the audience. (laughs) Right. Okay. They're still here, too. Too many jabs. (laughs) Yeah, too many jabs towards me. Let's let's send some to the audience. Yes. Okay. How about the next one? Jealousy. Mm. Not a jealous bone in my body. I mean, I can honestly say that the only... I have had one previous relationship where I was so insanely jealous that I felt like it was making me crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, he was the same to me. Is still weird. The same. <laughs> but um, but let's just say it's like that. It was like that fiery passion where like you love this person so much that you would like fucking stab somebody who looked at him the wrong way. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, but generally, I don't feel this at all because I'm like, if you think you can do better than me, good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Good luck. Because <laughs> you're not. No one is as cool as me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you always worry that your partner might be seeing someone else behind your back. You demand control over every aspect of their life and require cons- constant contact. No. <laughs> when they spend time with other people, without you, you fret, text constantly, experience jealousy, and ask for proof that they, they're they being faithful. I, that it seems like a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Prove to me you haven't fucked anyone else. Like, <laughs> Let me smell, smell your that dick. dick. Smell your dick. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> they break up with you because they find you controlling. No, you know, like, mm, I've been cheated on before, and to me, it's not the worst thing in the world. You know. Oh, that was the worst thing in the world for me. Yeah. 
I mean, I kind of, maybe I'm a little more understanding about this, um, but like we all have needs and I think it's selfish of you to think that I'm going to fulfill 100% of your needs. True. Maybe if you have to find something on the side, it's not the worst thing in the world. I've cheated on people before and it wasn't because I hated the person I was dating. It wasn't because... No, it was just, here's a need right now that I need to fulfill. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes back to the whole, like, uh, poly relationships stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do we call those? Um, Fuck, there was a whole good word for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was, like, consensually non-monogamous relationships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, this is more like... It's one thing if you've had that discussion and you're both on the same page on that, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it sneaky behind someone's back. Yeah. Or if you're not, this person may have nothing to worry about, but they're just being jealous because A, they could be guilty of doing it themselves. Mm-hmm. B, they're just that insecure. Right. That they always think, like, yeah, I've been cheated on. It was the worst fucking feeling of the world, but I'm not going to let every partner from here on out suffer for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody from here on out is going to cheat on me. Right. You know? Or, you know, C, and and, and for the uh, sake of this episode, they're going to be jealous to avoid commitment. (coughs) Right. I'm going to express this jealousy, not because I really think that you're fucking around, but because I don't want to be here anymore. Right, exactly. It's a reason to leave. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always... You got to keep your uh, looking for an exit. I mean, I don't need an excuse. If I don't <laughs> like you, bye. Okay. See, we're all ador- we're all adults at this point. And I had this conversation earlier in the week with uh, one of my dart buddies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just say no. Right. So I was I literally was just talking with someone about this recently too because they're like, you're literally like still best friends with all your exes. Yeah. Even the one that cheated on me, we're still best friends. We mm-hmm. drunk FaceTime for three hours on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, but they're like, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, the reason that that is, is because I will leave the relationship before it gets ugly. Yeah. If I see that you're no longer serving your purpose to improve my life, I'm going to just, you know, amicably end things so mm-hmm. that it doesn't ever get to that point. Right. But that's the point of a relationship. It's supposed to be someone that's improving your life. If they're yeah. not doing that anymore, then don't just like keep letting it go on and be miserable. Just fucking be done, you know? And that's it's such not like that hard. A, no, it's not that hard. And that's such like a managerial uh, way of looking at it. Like if you no longer serve a purpose here as an employee, <laughs> as an employee of Beth Franzak LLC, <laughs> you're gone. Right. I mean, but honestly, though, it's like, it's that simple. Like, why would you keep staying in it if you just didn't feel like, I just don't get it. No. No. For the kids? No. We all know how well that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So the next sign is you're Brian. (laughs) (laughs) AKA, you're critical. Yep. Oh, man. You constantly look for perfection in a partner, even though, you know, perfection is impossible. Mm -hmm. Totally. 
Totally. Uh, you find fault in every little thing they do, uh, from the way they cook, to the clothes they wear, to the sound of their voice, to their laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are you are impossible to please. <laughs> and your partner eventually gives up trying and breaks up with you. Okay. Now, to be fair, I am not helping you on this one at all because what do we do? We make fun of everyone around us who isn't us. <laughs> fair and, uh, you know, it's like we're cooler than everyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm probably an enabler on this one maybe a little bit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. You know what I mean? Well, and I do. do I do mm-hmm. value your um your your evaluation of a date. Like I will bring them on a date to one of your comedy shows and right. Beth, what do you think? And you're like, No. And I'm like, Yeah, I don't like your laugh either. <laughs> Drive her home immediately. <laughs> right. Leave her here. Uber is a thing. Right. Leave. Well, let's go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I I do value your evaluation of somebody, mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe that's um, I mean the laugh thing that's all on me, but <laughs> yeah. Now some of them, the little thing was an excessive little thing, so it was like okay that, but like a laugh to be like, to be fair, like we we bring up the laugh a lot, um, but that same person sent me a picture and was like laying down in bed and like my boobs are choking me. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was like you're like, what like, is this? And I'm like, do girls do this? What the and, fuck? <laughs> and it's like, sweetheart, you're a C cup. You're not suffocating. Right. Stop trying. So that was yeah. a big thing too. And maybe I like blamed it on the laughter, but there was so much with that. Girl. Underlying issues, yeah. That was like a red flag that it's like, I am attention seeking. Mm-hmm. No, they're so. not. No, they're not. <laughs> right. That doesn't even make sense. If you no. want an excuse to text me, you can come up with something that isn't stupid. <laughs> Honestly. I mean? Again, Just we're send adults. me them titties. Just send me them titties. Cool. You don't have to make this stupid show about it. Right. Yeah, I do remember that because I did like, we had that episode where I was like, who? What? And then I went yeah. back and read text messages and like, there it was. I'm like, eh, yeah, the laugh was horrible. Right, because we'd hung but, out with this person all day, and I was like, "I thought she was kind of cool." And you're like, "No, her laugh was awful." You're like, "No I'm, way!" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, never mind." <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm positive that that was after that like picture of. Oh yeah, guaranteed. I can't breathe. I, yes, Hashtag- you can. Right. Ooh, Sense. bad time. Hashtag. Yeah, I, I was like, breathe. ooh, yeah. Ooh no. <laughs> ooh, I fucked that up. Damn it. You didn't mean it in the context. It was an accident. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> one other thing that you could do, if you are mad at Brian for that snafu, you could hold a grudge against him. Mm-hmm. You allow yourself to go back to the same subjects that you know will create a fight, often the same arguments that you've had over and over. You protect yourself by pushing the other person away. This is interesting because I am normally a person to hold a grudge. But I don't, with I don't have energy for that, I have next things to get mad at. No, that's fair. But like with my current relationship, like oh. I don't. There's things that I could bring up or she could bring up all the time. There's you just let it go. Just 
Let, let it, it go. go. Let it let go. Let it go. <laughs> Break out in the song. Take a drink. Right. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, it's like there's there's things that I know that are important to her. There's people that I know that are important to her. And even if I don't get along with those people. It's not it's that not, serious. It's not that serious. And it's not going to change the rotation of the earth if I bring it up. You know? Brian, I am so proud of you for being mm. a big boy. Such a big boy. Not only do you park in the I, garage now. I park in the garage now. <laughs> you are also making complete relationship sense. And yeah, I just, I, they grow up so fast, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've raised me right. I mean, yeah. The only time I ever do this is if they start bringing up some old shit. I'm like, okay, we're going to play this game. Buckle up, because I remember no, is- all your shit. <laughs> I hadn't brought it up to this point, but now that we're there. Yeah, but now I have all of these screenshots of our text conversation. Let's go. Right. Right. Let's go. You don't want to argue with me. You will lose. <laughs> no, th- no, that is that is fair. Mm. What else? Okay, so the next sign would be... Um, prom- promiscuity? Promiscuity. 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 They fuck a lot. They like to they like to go out and mingle. They, and... Oh, they fuck. Oh, they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, while in some cases having sex with other people is okay, uh, when both people agree to non-monogamy, in general, going from affair to affair can be a sign of self-sabotage. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you're doing one of the most hurtful things you can do to a romantic partner in the hopes that they will find out and leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So initially I was thinking of this like, you know, right before this was serial dating, right? Mm-hmm. But then I just was like, okay, now we're on to serial fucking. Right. But they're talking about when you're in a relationship, you're actually cheating on them. Right. No, that's that's a good distinction. Mm-hmm. Which I think both can be true, you know. Well, and, you know, if the serial dating doesn't get them off your back, maybe this will. Yeah. You're like, well, okay, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't broken up with me by now, I'm going to go ahead and start fucking other people. <laughs> and then um, whenever you get tired of that, I guess we'll be done. Is that okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. that for everyone? No. no I, I, I'm. You're exactly right. I mean... <laughs> You know, especially with online dating, and we've kind of talked about um, how there isn't like a, there shouldn't be a third date rule, because you're you're fucking with the spontaneity of everything. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't happen by your um, set schedule, then yeah, I could see somebody going outside of that, and but that's in a real. That's not in a relationship. Well, That's also, this dating. kind of, yeah, I was going to say that I was thinking more like, um, you know, I know we've talked about how online dating, like one of the things, I forget the term for it, but you will like leave someone on the hook. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so you're online dating, you're single Brian again, right? So you're talking to a few different girls, right? Right. And you kind of start talking to one more seriously, right? Mm-hmm. But those other girls that you were still talking to at the same time, You'll just sort of like bait them, you know, like you'll stay in contact just enough that they don't forget about you, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to focus your energy over here, 
but keep these ones on the hook in case that doesn't work out, right? Yeah. So you could either be continuing, even just the the continuance of that conversation is shady and promiscuous. Yes. But you could also start fucking them and then, you know, yeah, then have that be one of the reasons that it doesn't end up working out with the other person. No, and that makes sense. And I think a lot of times, um, if you're if you're doing the serial dating and online dating thing, you might fuck up a good thing because one girl, one girl lets you fuck her um, way before any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. You might you might fuck up the other ones. Like I, you know, there's a better way of saying this, but I'm too drunk to make make it up. Um, I mean, I think what you're saying is like, yeah, like you could you could end up putting your money on the wrong pony in that situation. No, that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the last sign that you may be a Brian Pruitt oh. <laughs> is low self-esteem. Oh, never. <laughs> never. Yeah, right. I'm like, this isn't so true. <laughs> this is the one that, that you're free and clear of. Um you always talk about yourself in self-deprecating ways and constantly Ugh. point out why you're not good enough for them. Oh, that's right. fucking draining and miserable to go it's through. It's like sold. Yes, you're not good enough for me if this is the way you act. Okay. Yeah. Um, but when, despite their constant reassurance that you are a good person, you keep tearing yourself down, they give up and break up. Yeah, eventually you convince them too. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's, like, a self-sabotaging thing. That's just, like, why would you do that? I think a lot of people are those attention-seeking people. They need compliments. Mm-hmm. So this I may love not compliments. Even re- I, well, yeah, I know. I love compliments. But also, like, some people need them so bad. Like, I know so many people that are, like, good-looking, but they'll always be like, I'm so ugly, just because they want people to be like, no, you're so pretty. Everything's great. You're wonderful. Just because they need people, they need to hear people say it. Okay. So, I mean, that's probably lack of self-confidence or, you know, needy for attention. Yeah. I I have no room for that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think people with genuine low self-esteem don't verbalize it. Fair. No, that's a good point. Yeah. But it's the people who like, um, what's the term? Vague booking? Yeah, are, exactly. This yeah. reminds me of that, yeah. Yeah. I need prayers. Oh, God. Oh, no. No, no. You, know, you get nothing. You get unfriended. You, <laughs> nothing. You get nothing and you'll like it. Right. Okay, so why is all of this a problem? Why would self-sabotage all of these signs, all of these things that people are doing? Why is it a problem? Right. I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> right. I think this could go real far and deep, but we'll kind of stick to a few talking points. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it is a problem. And the reasons why are a lack of an intimate relationship. Right. Again, you know, from the beginning, we all want intimate relationships. Yeah. We all desire them. Yeah. But, you know, obviously, it, this is just like you're being counterproductive when you do this. Exactly. And there's a huge difference between an intimate relationship and fucking. For sure. Huge difference, just so the audience knows. Another reason why this could be a problem is loneliness. Yeah. Oh, hello, yeah. darkness, my old friend. <laughs> that should be on the drinking game. 
Right. I don't know how I got to the point of quarantine where, like, I am on a dating hiatus and I'm somehow, like, I don't, I'm just, like, I'm not even lonely anymore. I'm just, like, God damn it. We've been like this so long that I just want to be away from all of you. I enjoy this yeah. loneliness now. This is solitude, mm-hmm. not loneliness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a big difference between the two. Oh, like the first three months, I was like, I'm so lonely. I'm sick of the dog. Right. <laughs> I need humans. Now yeah. I'm like, nope. No. Nope. I love this. Love it. Yeah, there's a huge difference in between solitude and loneliness. And Yeah. Yeah, so another reason why it would be a problem is um, trouble tolerating closeness. Closeliness. Closeness. 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 God. Right. So, like, this is my, I think what they're saying here is when you're in a relationship, you have trouble with it because Mm -hmm. you have all these things going on inside of your head during the whole thing. So, the first one is you can't seem to find a relationship. The Second one is like, you know, you just can't find anyone at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then this is like, if you're in a relationship, it's like difficult to navigate because you're always trying to get out of it somehow. So that makes sense. And I feel like tolerating closeness, say it for me. Closeness. Closeness. There's too many words for that to be closeness. Of all the words in this outline, <laughs> Brian, I did not think that was going to be the one that you were going to fuck up this week. <laughs> There are too many letters in that for for it to just be closeness. Anyway, okay. <laughs> but but I feel like tolerating is the key word there, and you can build the tolerance to being away from people, like yes. like, like you said earlier. Oh shit! Oh, oh. my god! Drop my phone. <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, nervous energy, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> But but tolerating is the, is the key word there, and I feel like you build a tolerance to cuddling. You build a tolerance to hugs. You build a tolerance to somebody praising you every single day. You know what I mean? That's a right. weird thing to kind of deal with when you're not used to it. And, the, yeah, like, I, that's just it. It's like the difference here is tolerating closeness, mm-hmm. not enjoying closeness. Oh, yes. Good point. So, yeah, that makes total sense. You can be in a relationship and you're just not enjoying it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tolerating it, like, I'll tolerate you being around, you know? It's like, so sue me for my closeness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I guess I can kind of see this in a way because, like, one of my biggest fears about getting back into a relationship is, like, me and the dog, we have a system now, you know, like, someone being here all the time and just, like... You know, sure. forcing to be you to fair, get out of like, bed and shit like that. You know? Right. To be fair, I feel like I've kind of hacked that. So, and I, I, when I explain it, it sounds terrible. But in my current relationship, we're almost on a schedule to where we spend Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Saturdays together. So, no, that's actually good because um, I was talking to one of my friends at the bar last night. It's... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the bartender, Crystal, over at the Waterin' Hall. Yeah. Her boyfriend uh, was at the bar last night, and we were all kind of saying goodbye. The bar's leaving, or the bar's closed, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girl's friends that I was hanging out with was hanging out with us was like, oh, are you waiting up for Crystal? And he was like, no, we actually just uh, go to each other's houses every other day. Yeah. 
I'm you know, like, oh, it, yeah, that makes total sense. You know, sometimes you just need a day alone. Yeah. And I feel like that, that the day's off. Okay, I'm able to do what I need to do around my house to make it a house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not dirty. It's not disgusting. Um, but also, it's kind of like, you know, you have a day to where you miss each other. Right. And not only that, but at the same time, you know, I know, like, we have women generally, probably more than men, but I could be wrong, have anxiety about when is the next hangout. You know what I mean? Especially when you're first That's a good building. Point. When you're first building that relationship. Like, you guys have kind of been together long enough by now that, you know, you don't, like, if. If you guys didn't hang out for two days, like she wouldn't be mm-hmm. like, oh no, he doesn't, you know, maybe he doesn't like me anymore. This isn't working right. out or whatever, you know. But in the beginning stages, you know, you kind of always, you know, um, you're anxious over like if, so, yeah, like if you don't hang out for two days, oh, are they kind of starting to move away from me? Right. Or whatever. But if you're on this schedule, you have that security of like, these are the days we hang out. Well, and also to kind of, I mean, piggyback on that, but like, um, it's always weird to be in a relationship and be like, what are you doing tonight? How do, how do you right. say that without being like, am I accusing you of something? Am I trying to find out your secrets? Or do I just want to hang out with you? Right. Well, because remember that one time where you I, you had not been on enough dates with this person to like even be close to being mm-hmm. serious with them. But mm-hmm. she was like what are we doing or where are we watching yeah. football? He's like, you're like, uh, it's Sunday and I'm watching football with Beth at all Chicago. Right. You will not be there. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like when you just assume that you're going to hang out with somebody. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like it, if, if you've got maybe one or two people who are afraid or weird or anxious about asking like, Hey, can we hang out tonight without, putting it out there as black and white, you know that if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, we're doing something tonight. Exactly. You take all I, the anxiety out of it. Absolutely. I like it. I'm, I'm not opposed to it. And on top of it, she gets majority of my week, so I hope that makes her feel good. You know? I mean, if you, you know, God bless her for putting up with you the majority of the week. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you said it, I was like, I am a prize. She is lucky to have most of my week. It's That's like, not what I meant. I know That's I'm just joking. I, just, I know that, but just the way you said it completely That's sounded like that. <laughs> just, it makes it's not happen. what I meant. And you know, the thing is, like, if we have to switch off a day, that's a lot easier to communicate than like... Well, when it's almost more on them at that point, because you're kind of like, well, hey, you know, uh, normally Wednesday is whatever, but, um, you know, actually I have to, you know, go to some stupid work function or whatever. Like at that point, cool. if, it, if it changes up, the person changing the change up would generally be the one to mention it. You know, like Makes you don't sense. have to keep asking yeah. every Wednesday if you're hanging out. If you've been hanging out every Wednesday, it's your thing. And if you're not going to hang out with them at that point. It's on you to explain it. Cool. And th- yeah, exactly. And then it's kind of like, hey, I've got this going on. And would it be all right if we hung out on Thursday? You know, like I right. hate- explaining it sounds so much more horrible than it actually is. But yeah, it's like, for sure. y- you know, mm, anyway. Anywho. Beth, how can we change this self-sabotage? How, how can, can we <laughs> change this behavior? <laughs> right through it. it? Brain Pruitt, reformed self-saboteur. How do we change it? Well, mm-hmm. 
Step one, get yourself a real fine-ass girlfriend. Two, I mean, no, that doesn't Set up a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't hurt. <laughs> uh, okay, so to end self-sabotage. Wait, no, first, step one, global pandemic. Step two, get <laughs> <laughs> Inside uh, global pandemic. That is always the first step to changing this. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to tell you, like, this <laughs> pandemic has probably done more for relationships than anything has ever. I, I've seen friends on Facebook get into relationships that I would never assume would be in a relationship today. Or vice versa, uh, the divorce rates are higher than ever. I, so It's like, I, oh, it turns out I hated this guy all along <laughs> now that I've actually had to spend time with him. Yeah, so... Anyway. Interesting. Anyway, to end self-sabotage, you first need to take a good hard look at yourself and your behavior patterns. Mm-hmm. Start with the man in the mirror. Yeah. I mean, great song. Michael Jackson oh, said, my God. Yeah. Great song. It's a great song. Great song. Uh, unless you are willing to be honest with yourself and face all the ways you may have been abused or the ways you have abused or hurt other people because of your fear of intimacy... You are doomed to repeat it. Doomed. And, and I will go on record saying that this is exactly why you had a chance at changing your ways because you were never not self-aware of this. Yes. Say that again more simply. <laughs> you were always aware. You, you've you never like been delusional about your own self-sabotaging. That's You fair. know what I mean? Like You yeah. never denied any of this. Like It's not like... You had to, like, you had this come to Jesus moment where you realized you had these, you know what I mean? Right. You've never been in denial of any of this. Mm-hmm. But if people are in denial, you're never, you know, you have to, the, the first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the way to say that easiest, I guess. No, that makes sense. Lots of sense. Otherwise, you're just um, Carol Baskin on a bicycle. La, la, la. La, la, la. <laughs> Oh, my God. She's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. I cannot. I have <coughs> never in my wildest dreams fathomed watching that show. You bet your fucking sweet ass I am going to watch that the show. The ratings for this stupid fucking show are going to go through the roof. Like, and if she dances to hear Kitty Kitty, I will lose oh, my fucking mind. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's an orgasm or two. With and a they would have story. to immediately <laughs> declare her champion. Immediately, like yes, yes. The only time I did watch Dancing with Stars, like personal um, admittance, is when um, fucking uh, Rossi was on there. Who? Uh, oh fuck! I want to say David Ross, but that sounds stupid. Um, Ross, the fucking catcher for the. World champ, the the um, World Series champion catcher of the Cubs. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 David Ross. David Ross. Okay, yeah. I'm not stupid. Um, he was on Dancing with the Stars. He was a pitcher, though, wasn't he? He wasn't a catcher. He was the catcher. He was the yeah, catcher. Okay. And now he's the manager. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and he was grandpa. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize he was on that show. Oh, he was. That is a YouTube hole you need to dive down. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. There is there's one of the dance moves where he like slides in the home base and it's in between this woman's legs. And- Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do they dance to Go Cubs Go at any point? I believe they did. Oh, honestly. My fucking god, yes. Oh. I just got goosebumps thinking about my that. My nipples are hard. <laughs> 
Anyone need some diamonds cut? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. Anywho. What so, else can we do to change it? Another way you can change it is therapy. Always a good recommendation for anything. Absolutely. Um, Mental health is very important. There should absolutely. be no stigma on doing this. It is very... No. It helps keep... It's a tune-up for your brain. Yep. Yep. You have the best analogy. Like, if... I, I want you to explain it, but, like, there was something with an arm. If you broke your arm... Oh, if you if you broke your arm or any other part of your body, you'd mm-hmm. go to a doctor. Absolutely. It, you would not even question it. You wouldn't think twice no. about going to a doctor if you had a serious injury or something really wasn't feel... Some other part of your body was feeling bad enough mm-hmm. that it was interrupting your normal daily life functions, yes. right? So your brain, which operates all those, so your epicenter, the thing that takes care of all those things, mm-hmm. you but people wouldn't go to a doctor because why? They think they're crazy. There's something right. wrong with them if there's something wrong with their brain. Right. Literally, the entire rest of the operation can't function without it. Yeah. So it should be, if anything, the most important thing to see a doctor yes. for. You know what I mean? 100%. So, yeah. One, I, I love your analogy on that because mental health, it's it's like the stigma and it doesn't, it shouldn't be. Take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So therapy is the first step to make, um, to take, to end the self-sabotaging patterns. A professional can help you identify your behaviors, dig to the root of your issues, and find new, healthier ways to behave. Yeah, I would Absol- also I would also say, like, especially if you're one of these people who's still sort of in denial about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I was a teenager and, like, me and my mom really were not getting along. Like, we were just, like, constantly at each other's throats. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you don't understand me, you don't understand me, you know. And somehow the therapist was able to help me to see the error in my ways without damaging my ego at all. Yes. Or without making me feel like I was the only one doing anything wrong. Yeah. I felt like heard and understood and it didn't like, it wasn't like, this is what's wrong with you. You need to fix that. It was more like. You know, they would just, they find the best ways to like explain things to you where like, oh yeah, that makes sense that I am doing that. I kind of see that now without being like, it's bad that you do that. You know what I mean? Right. It's your fault. It's this and that and the other. Yeah. No, it's all your problem. You need to fix. Right. They can help you take accountability for what you can do not to change yourself, but to prevent the relationship or whatever it is from going south in the future. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a really good quote that I've heard about mental health. Like, mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. Absolutely. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Ooh. That's really good. My nipples are hard again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought you said dick that time. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, we're progressing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Also, like, one of the specific things that they talk about if you go to therapy for this is something known as attachment theory. Uh, and it's one specific area you can work on with a therapist where you identify anxious, avoidant, or disordered attachment styles and work towards developing secured attachment styles. 
So, like, it's kind of how they work through this. So, like, okay, you know, in the beginning we were saying there's a lot of different reasons based on your own personal experience that you're mm-hmm. doing this. And they've kind of, like, divided it into these three, like, attachment theories. Like, anxious attachment, which is, like, where you're just not comfortable with closeness. Avoidant, yeah. where you, you know, that's kind of, like, the fear of abandonment, things of like that. Or disordered, where you're kind of, like, I just... You know, it's all over the place with how I'm, you know, like this is the serial dater who doesn't really know what they want or whatever. Makes sense. So, yeah. And then basically like what they work towards is like the ideal attachment style, which ends up being called a secured attachment style. Makes sense. Yeah. Right on. So the next thing you can do to change this is to take responsibility. We kind of mentioned that with the, um, yeah. With the mental health. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. I mean, Brian, we have no shame. I mean, I can't, we've said it countless times. We're giant pieces of human trash. Like, we get it. Like, Correct. We know Correct. that there's, there's, we're all on the same page that we're awful. Uh, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some people are still delusional enough to think that there's nothing wrong with them. Right. So take responsibility. Mm-hmm. In order to overcome self-sabotage in relationships, you need to be able to acknowledge your role in damaging your relationships. Bingo. Ding, 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 bingo. Um, No relationship is perfect. None of them. Um, But you're always going to feel disappointed if you keep setting yourself up and your partner up for failure. Mm 100%. 100%. Tackling these problems means that you need to be willing to be vulnerable. Ooh, that's mm. a hard word. Mm. Yeah. And recognize your own issues with abandonment and rejection. Exactly. Oof. Yep. It's you know, tough. And that's just it. Is like, I think the way they're saying this, I like to, because it's like taking responsibility doesn't necessarily just mean like, oh, this is my fault. Just mm-hmm. being able to recognize that you have attachment issues based on your experiences as, you know, throughout your whole life. Yeah. It's just saying that recognizing like, okay, you know what? I'm having trouble with this area of my life because these things happen to me. Once again, not your fault, but 100% your your responsibility. Exactly. Boom. I'm going to be pee-pee boy. Okay. okay. I will keep moving on. So uh, another thing that you can do is to identify triggers. Uh, so fear of intimacy and self-sabotage can remain dormant until a trigger wakes them up, Right. Like, you may have had a crappy childhood, you kind of forgot about it, you know, because you've worked your way into, you know, mildly successful adulthood or what have you. Um, It might be words, actions, or even places. You never know what could trigger you based on your own personal experiences. But knowing what triggers your fears will help you to either avoid them or work on them so that they don't trigger you anymore, right? So, okay, like, for instance, if your childhood trauma was um, sexual abuse, for instance, you know, to know that that, you know, sex in general is going to be a difficult subject to approach for you or that you might avoid it because, you know, you have it associated with something negative, then, you know, knowing that and probably also communicating that to your partner will be helpful in both of you, you know, preventing that from triggering you. For sure. And our second favorite C word on Frankenbeans is Brian's communication. 
Well, <laughs> I'd like to say the first favorite is consent. <laughs> yeah. And the second favorite is communication. Right. And Brian's I, number two is yours. <laughs> <laughs> you hate communication. Yes. I'm like, can't we just like have a conversation te- telepathically so we don't have to sit here and talk about our fucking feelings? Like, <laughs> but it's so important. It it's is, very important. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I've admitted it. I don't like it, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's uncomfortable and it, it it sucks at times, but like, oh, it's I feel like it's so much. It, it, there's so much productivity behind communication. Truly, you'll never get through it if you don't. So yeah, honestly. Um, let's see. Where are we? Letting go, letting go. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing you can do to change things is to let go. Let it go. One of the main problems of self-sabotage is that we behave in the present as if current situations were the same as ones in the past. Oh, my God. Bingo. Mm. Like I said, I don't treat every future relationship like they're going to cheat on me just because the previous person did. USA. 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 (laughs) No, that's, that's perfect. Um... Moving on, it says um, you can be, it can be childhood or past adult relationships. Learning to say that was then, this is now, can make you, (coughs) can help you to make decisions that are based on the present rather than reacting blindly (coughs) based on what happened in your past. Yeah, you don't want to just assume. Mm-hmm. That, first of all, all women are the same. No. <laughs> um, you know, like you can't assume that that's going to happen in every single relationship. You know, every relationship deserves a clean slate. Yes. So, yeah. And that's something that um, episode, I don't know why we're referencing so many past episodes, but um, it's Running Men Part 3 when Ryan was like, don't treat your next person like the last person. Exactly. This is it. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. it. Let go. Relax. Take a deep breath. This is not the same person that you dated before. And just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Break out of the song. Take a drink. Right. right. Okay. And the last thing that you can do is to open up. Mm. Not the door. We mean one of the hallmarks of self-sabotage and fear of intimacy is the inability to talk about your feelings and problems. Whoa, mm-hmm. now it just became the Beth Fronsack story. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, you, you avoid talking about these things because talking means feeling. And mm-hmm. you and I want to be cold and dead inside. Um, <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't say that. Uh, and you want to avoid <laughs> feeling, feeling these things at all costs. Guilty 100%. Um, yeah. Expressing your emotions, your fears, and your needs will not only help you identify the problems, but will also help you underst- help others understand you better. Yes. And that's so the again, thing. you know, the jealousy thing. Like, yeah. if, if your partner doesn't know that you've been cheated on in the past, so that's kind of a trigger for you, you can't expect them to know that, you know? So if you start mm-hmm. acting jealous and crazy and you've never told them that, you know, that's that's your own fault for not opening up and saying, listen, you know, this is a really sensitive subject for me. So, like... Yes. You know, if if I start to seem too crazy or, you know, like knowing that that is a hot button for me or a sore subject, like, you know, you can give them the opportunity to act accordingly. 
Well, and the thing is, nobody here is a mind reader. And I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know how this situation made you feel. Mm-hmm. I can't read your mind. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what your I don't know what you are. Right. No, that is fair. And communicating this, opening up, here's where I have problems. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Right. Everybody, that, that makes so much more sense. Right. Think Funny about story. The, think about the abuse thing, like the childhood abuse thing. Like if you were sexually abused as a child, there's literally mm-hmm. no way your partner might know that. And if no. you avoid sex because that's a trigger for you and they don't know that, you know, that w- there would be no reason for them to think like, oh, they're just not sexually attracted to me or something. Absolutely. So, yeah. And 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 funny story is like I've <laughs> – so my current relationship, uh-huh. she brings up all the time like, hey, I'm, I'm girl branding right now. And she'll tell me like, yeah, hey, I don't know how I feel about this. Can you explain more about that? Perfectly fine. I think fine. that's a really cute way to say like – I know this is going to sound crazy, but, you know, like... <laughs> That's exactly what it means. But it is. It's like it's a really funny. cute way of saying it, you know. She's yeah. like, I'm admitting this, you know, I know where we're at here, okay? Right. You and know. funny story, so, like, working on masks, face masks for your um, student housing property. And I sent you the, the picture. Yeah. I took that picture off of an Etsy um, site that I plan to order the mask from. Yeah. It's an attractive girl with a mask on, and I just, like, superimposed your logo on it. I showed her it, and I said, by the way, before you girl brain. (laughs) (laughs) See? But, yeah, again, you already know that her brain, she's expressed to you that her brain goes there sometimes. And She opened up about it. Because she opened up, I was able to nip that in the bud before it was a problem. Right. Who's you this could girl? Who's this girl? It. Who's this girl in the mask? She's quite attractive. Who is she? Before we get to any of that, it is that is the Etsy seller, I'm guessing. And that is a picture that I pulled from her Etsy shop. Can I explain to you how fucking proud I am of you? <laughs> I mean you raised For me. Not right only now. I mean, yeah, but like also like the fact that you are not even just being okay with her girl braining, you are anticipating it and preventing it. Right, I mean, it. you're ready for graduation now. <laughs> I'm doing something right. I, I feel mean, honestly. Uh, it's, it's a big day for us. It is a big day. <laughs> but that, I mean, yeah, that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? That's so smart of you. But it's all because she explained. You know, she's expressed and been open about the fact that. You know, yeah, because she opened up because I she knows that I can't read her mind. Um, she opened up. She let me know, you know, a couple of different things to where it's like, hey, wait a minute, right? Especially because there's virtually no way for her to know that like the Catamount Peak logo on it is Beth's work. You know, like right. And, and there's it's no reason like, for her to think that this isn't just some random girl in your phone. Right. And why do I have this random picture of a girl in a mask on my phone? She's like, is this what well. you're into now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like the idea of wearing a mask during sex, Brian, so Right. I feel yeah. like we've touched on two quarantine kinks during this uh, yes. <laughs> this episode. Yes. <laughs> People unfriending you, blocking you, and face masks. Uh, listen, first of all, that is the opposite of my kink. I hate wearing masks so much. I feel like I'm... You know me. I can't even put my seatbelt on over my chest without feeling <laughs> suffocated. 
I ride in the car with it behind my back every time. I still plug it in, but like the mask is the same way. The second I get into my car, I rip that thing off my face like Mm. I just completed surgery on Grey's Anatomy. Like, (laughs) okay, but you still got to wear it. You still got to wear it. Yes. So. Mm. All right. Yeah. So self-sabotage. How would you wrap this up? Like. Don't fucking do it. Just Recognize try to be what self-aware, you're doing. Yeah, I th- I feel like self aware um, was a good thing. The letting go is a huge, a huge thing. Absolutely. Um, opening up, letting people know, like I'm this way because dot dot dot. And you know what? Her again goes back to part of something we said earlier. She made herself vulnerable by sharing that. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a humble enough to admit it to yourself. Then B, communicating it with your partner Mm -hmm. and, you know, like being vulnerable enough to show that this is the thing, this is the thing that is not wrong with you, but you know what I mean? Like, this is something that, you know, is a challenge for me and, you know, to be humble and open about admitting it is exactly how you will get through this. Well, and not to brag on myself, but I feel like having a partner that's open and ready to listen and to accept those things and to adjust based on those things. I mean, Brian, she gets to have more than half of your week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, four out of seven days, the majority of my week. She's she's probably like, oh, goody, goody gumdrops. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Gosh. What I failed to mention is that, like, it's it, it's not just, like, I don't limit it to four days a week. Like, I know. I was just joking. <laughs> I was just giving I you know. a hard time. I, I know, I when know. When you re-listen but, to this, you're going to be like, yeah, that sure as hell did sound like I was like, ah, oh, she gets to have me. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it sounds so much shittier explaining it than it really is. I oh, promise. yeah. Yeah, but you know, to have those days that you know, and you don't have to ask, you don't have to oddly, awkwardly, what are you doing tonight? That is the worst when you're translating from dating to are we in a relationship yet? That is the most uncomfortable part of it. Right, and I feel like a schedule just takes care of that. Exactly. Doesn't I don't limit her audience. I don't limit her to four nights a week. Right promise if you like instead of being like do you want to go steady it's like girl you want all them wednesdays or what <laughs> that's like the new way them, of saying it yeah you want the mondays wednesdays fridays right. and you want saturdays that mws baby <laughs> oh hilarious. you're welcome anyway, audience. you're welcome <laughs> all right brian are you ready mm. for the what the frank Tinder profile of the week. Absolutely. Oops. I feel like I just tried to FaceTime you. Yes, that you was did. a mistake. <laughs> okay. My bad. I was like, oh, why does he trying to FaceTime me? <laughs> nope. Not trying to. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I am not in FaceTime mode. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Let's you know what I Yeah, you when go you... first because I forgot to have mine pulled up. This one is super easy, super fast. Um, Amy, 44. Um, this is an and cleavage picture. This is an and cleavage picture. Um, oh, God. She says, just looking to see what's out there. Send me a message and say hi. 
the end. Oh no, she says she gives her Snapchat um, username. Too, what is so. up with that? Why do people do that? You know, and and, and mm, I guarantee you, this is the same type of woman who is like, "Why do I get so many dick pics?" Honestly, I hate to be the person. I'm not the person that's like she's asking for it. However, also she's I'm just looking to see what's out it. there. Yeah, this is a fucking catalog of people. Yes, you're in the right place. If you're looking to see what's out there, you are in the right place. If you were looking for a place to do your taxes, you are on the wrong app. (laughs) Were you looking for weather updates? Because that's not this app. Wrong again. Nope, wrong again. Fucking And then send me a message. Send me a message and just say hi. Um, First of all, we both have to swipe right. We both have to connect. Like, did you forget how Tinder worked? I can't just message you and say hi. Right. Send me a message but and also, just say hi. also, that's probably exactly how boring that conversation would go. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm fine. Yeah. How are you? Do you like stuff? I like stuff. <laughs> Do you like family? I have family. Do you have job? I have job. Yeah. Nothing? Do you like food? Oh. I like food. <laughs> Fucking excruciating small talk is. Yes excruciating yes Ugh. all right well okay oh this is a pretty cringy one. Oh boy uh his name is trucking he's 36 that's not his name gonna guess that's not his name <laughs> the uh profile picture is just what i'm guessing is the background of some sort of meme where a naked woman is laying on the couch with her feet up in the air and a uh, giant dinosaur is eating her vagina. Stop this. Uh, no. Yep. You know those like inflatable dinosaur costumes? Yes. That's what this is. But it's eating a naked woman out on the couch. Okay. Okay. Well, oh. he's trucking it up, believe it or not. Uh <laughs> I know this might come as a shock, too, so you may want to be sitting down, but not looking for anything serious. Oh. (laughs) I'm just passing through. Oh, yeah, the trucker thing. I get it. I enjoy live music, cold beer, and sarcastic women. I also enjoy making those same sarcastic women crawl backwards up the bed. Tongue emoji. Sprays emoji, tongue emoji, sprays emoji, tongue emoji. Stop. <laughs> I'm cool, laid back, 420 friendly. Fataba. 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 Uh, not here for a long time, but definitely Just here a, for a good, good time. time. Oh, Feel- man. Oh, God. And then, of course, just this is when you're like, oh, this fucking guy using that one. Boom! Throws down the draw for a while to feel free to ask me anything. Oh, fuck. And I then, have nothing else to say about myself. Feel free to ask me anything. Right. Listen, you said quite enough about yourself already, sir. I don't think anyone's any questions. You said enough for me. There's no profile picture. It's a woman with her legs spread with an inflatable dinosaur eating her vagina. Yes. And then he ends BTW eating BTW. BTW, by the way. By the way. Okay. BTW eating pussy is a hobby of mine. Wink face emoji. Yeah. In case every other fucking square (sighs) inch of this didn't indicate that. Right. You didn't use quite enough tongue spray emojis. (laughs) 
for us to wrap our mind around that little concept the first time. Hmm. Trucking. If that is your real name. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the Frank? What the fucking Frank? Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Boy, oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get your profile right, listen to our episode. Get your profile right. Or just DM if me. You, send me pictures yeah. of it. I will give you constructive criticism. Or, you know, you can always email us at fnbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to help you. We are trying to make the world a better place to date through this podcast. We have to end this insanity. This is a national this crisis. Is, I understand that he's a truck driver. He's just blah, blah, blah. There's a way to get laid without being that vulgar. I promise you. You know what? You could literally have said, and not only that, but he twice basically says, not looking for anything serious passing through, but then goes again and says later, not here for a long time, but definitely a good time. Okay. You said that basically the same thing twice, two different ways. You're also a trucker. So yeah, we get that you're on the road. Like, yeah, in, instead of saying it. all these things, you could very easily just do the old fashioned, hey, I'm in town for however many days. Just looking for a lovely lady to go get a drink with, you know, to keep me company while I'm here. You know what? Like, when I would travel with the hotel for for work, yeah, I was just very straight and open with people. I'm not from here. I see those profiles all the time. That is Uh incredibly respectable. That is the way of saying, hey, if you kind of just want a good time. I'm already saying I'm not going to be here, but I'm not saying it in some dickish manner like, oh, yeah. I don't want to commit to you. Or you're like, I just want to get a fuck in. You know, right. the people that say that, that's great. If that's what someone's looking for, you're going to find her. Yeah. And it's you're saying it in a respectful manner that's going to 9,000 times be more likely to actually end up in you getting laid. Yes. Or at least having a good date or a good night. You know, like a good Friday night. You're in a weird town. You don't know where the fuck you are. You don't know where the cool places to go are. Yeah. I'm just looking for... I'm I'm in town for a minute. I just want somebody to show me the city. You're on a business trip. Yeah, whatever it is. I see those all the time. It's completely respectable. Yes. Makes sense. Like, why... Why you have to anyway. reiterate it three different ways, <laughs> progressively sounding like more of an asshole each time you do it. I don't know, but whatever. Anyway. Uh, anyway, who are we Beth, crushing on and dumping this week, Brian? Beth, I got a secret to tell you. What? I got a crush. <gasps> <laughs> and this week, my crush is the songstress, Tony Braxton, for going on record during an interview with The Guardian. I regret not having more sex when I was younger. Oh, my gosh. USA. 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 (laughs) I should have drank more. I should have partied more. Smoked more, even. I think my religious upbringing stopped me from doing a lot of things that I should have done. It's not a good look at the age I'm at now. The way it works is you do that stuff in your 20s and 30s, and then in your 40s, you've earned enough to pay for therapy. (laughs) I mean, she lost me a little bit on that last part, but how many times have you said on this show, no one ever went to their grave saying, I wish I wouldn't have had all that sex. Right. 
Ever. I wish I Never wouldn't once. have fucked so-and-so. Like, I wish I wouldn't have taken that opportunity. Maybe easy e That would be it, because it is what killed him, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I'll bet even he was like, I wish I would have just put a condom on. I'm not, I don't think he regrets the sex, just, you know. No. No. And, so and, for her and, to openly admit this is lovely. Absolutely. She's like, ladies, take what... it from me. Right. Go home. Tony Braxton involved people. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a fox. She's hot. She is hot. Um, and, and yeah, enjoy your life. Like, it, this is what we preach on the podcast every single time. Do what feels good. Sex positivity. Sex positivity. It's one of the good the, parts in life. Don't let anyone shame you for it. That's right. And in 2020, the phrase whore, when was the last time you heard the word whore? Right. No, it doesn't exist anymore. Slut? Yeah. 1998. Slut died. <laughs> There's an asteroid coming. Go out and get as much fucking as you can. In. We're in a global pandemic right. of COVID. The world is Enjoy. literally a raging dumpster fire right now. You might as Enjoy. well get the few bits of joy in that you can. Go get it. Go get it. Truly. Regret nothing at the end of the day. I'm Tony Braxton, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Beth, I feel like you have a secret to tell me. I do. I do. I don't know how to tell her this, um, mm-hmm. but I am dumping, breaking up with, never, ever, ever getting back together with <laughs> former Disney starlet Bella Thro- Thorne. I don't know what the fuck she was on. It was probably past my time. But thanks to her scamming her fans out of millions on her fans only page. And the subsequent overwhelming demand for refunds that the site received, the site has now imposed a cap of $50 on pay-per-view posts and a hold on payments that would force some international creators to wait 30 days to receive their money, which has had damaging effects on the sex workers who rely on this site for their livelihood. Oh my God, Fuck Bella Thorne! You, it is not me. It is you. It is so you. Okay, that is garbage. And like, and she was like laughing about how she made millions by saying mm-hmm. she she said, which why the fuck does she need to be on there in the first place? Okay, right. you little attention seeking bitch. And then it was like you're FaceTiming me again. I'm um, sorry. No, <laughs> but like she was she was like laughing about how she made a million dollars on her first day on the site. Another million mm. the second day. So then she makes this, like, no. I guess, like... Stop. This post or whatever. I okay. was trying to look up Bella Thorne, and I don't know who the fuck she is. I don't know who the fuck she is either. But basically, she put, like, a teaser. You know how, like, you can put, like, a teaser on there where it's, like, says something about what they're going to get if they, like, pay to open this click, right? Mm-hmm. So she posted, like, nudes or something like that that specifically said she was going to be naked. Yeah. So a whole bunch of people fucking paid money to do it. They clicked the picture, and she's not naked. She's just, like, in a bikini. Mm -hmm. And people were fucking pissed because they're like, this is false advertising. You cannot do that. All demanded their money back. And because literally they had to return millions of dollars, they're like, well, we can't have this continue to happen, so we're now going to impose all these caps. When there are people who rely on this. Yes. Yes. Who are not only getting less money, like they're being limited on how much money they can make, plus they have but to wait 30 days 30 to cash day? it out. Fuck. 
and and, and like honestly in the, in the age of covid um this is your rent mm-hmm. this is your utility bill exactly and oh bella thorne ah fuck you fuck, fuck you. you fuck you yeah, I, I I can't see what she was famous for with Disney, but I can guarantee you after this, like Disney's gonna drop her. And you know the fact is, I don't blame fans only for this. I mm-hmm. don't. That is messed no. up. It's fucked up that she did that. They ended up having to return all this income, which is a pain in the ass for them. You yes. know they're getting angry fans. It's damaging to their page. You know, like I get it. I get their perspective on it. But mm-hmm. if she hadn't done this in the first place, like, that's just that people don't think about the consequences their actions have. She just thinks she's some big shit, you know, thing. Gonna, haha, I make millions of dollars. I don't care. I'm just gonna use this site for my own, like, sh- stroking myself off, you know? Right. And doesn't even think about the fact that there are, like, millions of sex workers out there who, right now, this is their only option. Yeah. Yeah, nobody gets to be a movie star. Nobody, you know, and and then do this. Half the ninety percent of the people on OnlyFans are not Disney starlets, right? How about you take that two million dollars you made those first two days and give it back to that community? Yeah, because you fucked them over. Oh, are you gonna do that? Mm. No, no. You're just gonna go on record apologizing that that's not what you meant to have happen. You knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. There's no way that with OnlyFans, you, you, come on. You just lucked into a million dollars. Give me a break. And you're not even relevant. Give me a fucking break. Fair. That is fair. I want to say the only Disney movie she has been in it was Shake It Up, according to my. Oh, it's right a show. That was, a kid. that was like one of the teeny. Sh- Pre-teeny shows, you know, like I said, like Hannah Montana. Okay, gotcha. Um, that's the only thing. I mean, there's a couple of other movies. She was in Scream, the original Scream. No, the 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 um the series Scream, which I didn't even know there was a series, but okay. I think it was MTV. Um. Anyway, the point is, she's irrelevant. She sucks. Fuck you. Donate that money back to the sex workers, you asshole. Absolutely. Yeah. Your your self in, selfishness has caused sex workers, legitimate people trying to pay their fucking rent, right. to wait 30 days to receive their money. Lose my number, Bella Thorne. <laughs> it's not us. It is you. For real. All <laughs> right. Let's get the hell off here because this is an hour and a half. My pool is overflowing and it's hot as shit in the studio. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cool. So any shout outs? Any any, uh, uh, any shows coming up? I am going to be on Comics Talk Shit again with my friend Ku Agenti. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Facebook show. So it's uh, like a two hour talk show where comics just talk shit about like topics that are happening. So I like it. Uh, that will be on the 9th. Uh, so just keep an eye on... Uh, Facebook, follow Koo, K-U-E, uh, his last name is E-G-E-N-T-I. It's a really funny show. Uh, I think it's on almost every day, but it's a great show. It's fun to follow. Um, you know, it's like just real topical current events, but funny people talking about it. So I think Brown. it's on at eight, uh, or it starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. So it'd be 8 p.m. Central on mm-hmm. Facebook. Perfect. Yeah. I got nothing. Okay. 
Well, you know what? Don't self-sabotage yourself, you little Franks and Beanies. <laughs> and take care of each other, Franks and Beanies.